Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz. I am Peter, and I'm joined, as always, by, we'll call him the blue corner, Matt. Hey, yeah, that's me. And then the red corner, well, well, the ginger corner, enough. the it's ginger close. corner, <laughs> is corner. <laughs> I'll take it, it's close enough. I like how Matt says hi, and the car just gives me shade, he just... Yeah, well, it's 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 more fun just to insult you at, at, on some level. Yeah. Now you know how he feels all the time towards you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's DC Comics show, and we are going to talk about DC Comics. This week we've got Superman 19, Batman 19, All-Star Batman 8, Green Arrow 19, Green Lanterns 19, Trinity number 7, Nightwing 17, Batwoman issue 1, Super Sons issue 2, and then wrapping up with the mini... Odyssey of the Amazons, number three. So that's what's coming up on the show. There was some early solicits, but we're going to save them for next week when we get the full whack, with the one exception which we'll bring up during one of the books, because it's hinted at in the book, so we may as well talk about it then. Uh, but otherwise, we'll wait for next week. Part of the reason why we're doing that is because we're on a little bit of a time crunch this week, because Matt's on a ticking clock. Matt will have to leave before the end of the show. Now, we started recording a little bit early, so he can be here for as much of this as possible, but he will have mm-hmm. to say goodbye at some point. Uh, probably missing the last like half hour or so. Don't nod, Sorry, Matt. The audio I've, listeners I've can't my... can't hear the nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forget. We this goes out audio as well. But yeah, I already have my my best of the week picked out. So now uh, you're ahead of me, then. Uh, yeah. Does that mean we're going to get Matt's best of stuff like early, just before he probably. leaves? Oh, geez. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Connor, how was your week? Well, I take a drink. How was my week? I can't remember my week, so that tells you a fair bit. Arrow um, was terrible this weekend. And, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, there was the drinking for Arrow, then the drinking for Paddy's Day, and so it's, which, it's a bit of a blur this week. Which turned into the drinking for Iron Fist, kind of inadvertently. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Spoiler, I like it more than these guys. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we're doing two episodes a day. Kind of terrible. Make itself like... God, you sound like Jean Valjean. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've watched an episode ahead. I can't. Well, actually, no. Have you watched no, the next yeah. one? No, I've watched it. Wa- okay, right. We've both watched episode four. We're recording that a little bit later. Oh dear. Uh, good, good, good friend of mine, uh, Rob, is sitting, <laughs> and you know he's ever the optimist. He's really enjoying it. Uh, I'll give so. it some some positives. Four was probably my favorite yet. Oh, good. I need to hear that. Connor He's going to argue with me later, after... I'm sure. Oh, well, no, well, I don't. I, I agree, although I would rephrase it. I would say it's the least bad yet. Well, I'm not sure upgrade. I can argue with that. <laughs> it's an upgrade. I think I was, I was just... Drowned himself after episode two. After oh, two, I was, ang- I was angry. I was angry. Two was raging dissing. But we're not here to talk about Iron Fist. That, that's that's the oh. other company. That's <laughs> that's. It's, we, it's fine to talk about them when we're shitting on them. Yeah. That's well, a... no, no. Well, to be fair, I just want to explain why Connor looks so disheveled, because there's a lot of, a lot of consumption, <laughs> going on with him this week. So. Yeah, yeah. On St. Paddy's Day, he looked like a leprechaun. He had a green shirt on. It was highly Could distracting. Quite green on Paddy's Day. <laughs> yeah, but your ginger hair—it creates quite a look. So I'm in the spirit. Give yeah, I wore a green lantern I... shirt yesterday. Uh, you're in the spirits. Yes, I agree. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Yeah, that's the that's the red company. We talk about the blue company. I'm making a lot of red and blue references. More on that in a little bit. I don't know why that is? Yeah. 
so let's, let's get cracking. Let's get cracking into books. We're going to start off with Superman number 19, Peter Giutamassi and Patrick Gleason. Patrick Gleason is also on the art in this one. Uh, this is part three of Superman Reborn. And, of course, spoilers for each because we talk about it. And I'm, I'm kind of emphasising it with this first one because things happen. And, Major spoilers. Yeah. Reveal at end. A reveal that I'm pretty sure we all saw coming. We've been talking about this I'm kind not- of happening for a while. Uh, we've been talking it's about... It's just the method in which it happens. I don't think anybody was going to be able to call. You know? Oh, sure. It, it's Mixie's weird game... Reality. Can I, can I start with my biggest problem of this issue? It reads too fast? No, no, no. The cover oh. is the most misleading cover yet. Oh, yeah, I, I don't care. Oh, because of, of the OZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The OZ. Is that what we're calling him now? That's what I call him. I distinctly remember last week us saying, oh, it's going to tie into that stuff next week because he's on the cover. Not really. To be fair, I got the Frank cover, and He's remember there was that. that big old blotched out part of it. And it just makes it. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. mixy. So um, I might have to go get double copies of these so I could frame these as they go together. Because oh my, Gary Frank drawing Superman's like my favorite thing in the world. I think. No, it's glorious. I yeah. never, yeah. never not enjoy that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oz isn't in the cover, but let's be honest. Like, if we had to tally up every single time a comics cover was. Un- unreliable as for what was actually in the book. I agree, but be they like... usually at least feel thematic. This this just feels like there's no reason for it. Oh, it almost should have been the last, but then you can't do the Clark one. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it'll be more relevant next issue. But yeah, they wanted to have the two Supermans in the next one, so that he just get put on this one. Yeah, which is kind yeah. of annoying. So, so this issue uh, ties back into it's it's always Lois and Clark. Yes. From the last one. And Superman. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but that's what got me here is... So if Mr. Oz is behind the displacement, why would he choose New 52, like those elements, for this world? You know, to separate from... Or was it even his doing? You know, was it just the universe trying to write itself because it needed a Lois and Clark? Yeah, possibly. Well, so, so we talked last week about Red and Blue and how it might be yep. like an old play on the Red and Blue thing, Superman Red, Superman Blue. And obviously in this, you know, John's in Mixie's world and he's like kind of lost and alone and these two red energy balls come up to him and talk to him. And as soon as he started talking back to them, and as if it was like yep. not that scary, I'm like, all right, this is this is. I know who these two balls are. It, it, this this Red <laughs> and Blue was far more literal than I think we were expecting. Oh yeah, yeah sure, yeah. Uh, to the point well, we because... also got that in Superwoman. I mean, the hole with mm. with Lois and Lana, with mm. their red and blue, you know, even on their outfits. Yeah, the, the energy they, yeah. they got from New 52 Superman was red energy, mm. and now that kind of makes sense, and Lana gave that back in Superwoman, and now right. these red energy balls, at the end of this year, it's the big kind of thing at the end, is that they become yeah. New 52 Superman and New 52 Lois again at the end. So... Yeah. If we're going with this idea that the New 52 are the red side of Superman and it's the sort of the, the edgier, less heroic side, if you will. But even then, I just... I don't know if I agree with that because it just seems like Superman and the New 52 is in such a bad place. Do you, can you really call it edgy? You know? I, I mean, I wasn't trying to make a great statement with what I just said. I was just... Oh, I got, I got you. I, I just... just... <laughs> It's the for me even beyond who Mr. Oz actually is in 
who escaped from from Mr. Oz's prison mm. is what's the deal with the new 52 versions? I think Red is maybe just more impulsive because obviously Red is is often associated with, with anger and even in general. Yeah, anger and passion. And Blue is kind of a calm, relaxing, peaceful right. color. So I think in that sense, Red is just more rash, more impulsive, where Blue... You know, it takes time. Thinks about what he's doing. But it's, it's pretty clear at this point that it's, it's one set of two people that were splintered. Yes, yeah, absolutely. When, when reality got altered, and Mexi talks about that. Mexi's aware that someone's playing yeah. with reality. He's aware of it. Uh, just kind of like how uh, Kadabra kind of knew stuff was going on in Titans. Like, yeah. there, there's mm-hmm. knowledge there. Uh, well, and they're, they're time travelers. Well, not so much Mexi. He's a... He's basically a... Does whatever he wants. Traveling. He kind of looks. He looks in on our reality and sees. Oh, this yeah. is different to last time I looked. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we got that, and we also have our Superman, as I'm going to refer to him, uh, with the blue yeah. glowing around him as well. That happened in this issue, uh, and basically, Mixie's really evil. He he starts to make him also forget John, which like Lois does at the start of the issue, because that was the sort of cliffhanger right. at the end of the action last week. Is that she was forgetting who John was? Now Superman's forgetting who John was, and that's when John kind of gets the, the help of the New 52 Superman and Lois with their energy and bursts out of his, like, bubble prison or whatever. Uh, and that's how we end. We end with them sort of triumphantly coming t- for Mixie, I guess. Uh, which is cool. I think, honestly, this red and blue stuff, I think, as much as it is definitely visually a thing here, it's very, uh, more of a thematic thing overall. There's another book I'm going to talk about this in uh, a little bit later in the show. Yeah. Uh, but... For, for me, that's kind of what it represents, and then maybe them coming back together is yeah, it's symbolic. definitely not as over as the original Red and Blue. Oh, with of course, the, the of wildly course. different, yeah. but it's just more of a, a personality. And... But they're definitely using it. They're definitely using the colors. Oh, like... absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, but see, that goes back to even the Golden Silver Age, where you had uh, the original Superman Red and Superman Blue. You know, so this is something that's always been part of the character, mm. just not. Morrison did it his own way in the nineties. With the electric powers, so. And if you, know, you remember, think... if you remember in Superwoman as well, Lana kind of realized that it's your son yeah. that's important, and maybe yeah. that's what that's this is what this is hinting to is that they're all going yeah. to come together, but John will still exist because. Yeah, I feel yeah. like John is representative of Rebirth, right? Because he was kind of born from the old universe, but part and brought of the to new. this new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you try to make them forget that, then it's just the old. Just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, right. It's almost like this is why the uh, this is so such an emotional story is that by, by threatening John, you're threatening the very sort of fabric of rebirth that brought us all back, and we're like, no, no, don't you dare! No, now as a Superman fan, I might just be reading far too into that, but I like to give Tomasi and Jurgen's credit if that's you know. I think Tomasi's earned that right at this point. Uh huh. Me too. Hmm. I've yet to read something from Tomasi that I haven't really liked. You know, at worst, it was kind of like, oh, okay, that was okay. Yeah, but, there's been phases where I go, eh, it was, it was all right, it wasn't the greatest, but it was never actively bad. But um, I, I, I will I will applaud this, though. I will applaud Mixie's uh, speech bubble on the last page when he sees New 52, <laughs> Lawson Clark. He says, Deja, New 52. Fantastic. Just in case anyone didn't get what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Although, of course, all that's what's great about Mixie is he can do that type of stuff because he's outside of their reality. Of course, all of us look at that collar and go, oh, God, it's 252 Superman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. As soon as you see the collar, it's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, Lois, of course. 
Lois does not a tell. Well, it's just it's a, she's no. a brunette woman. <laughs> like, like, Haircut. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, that was basically it. There was some great double page spreads, like Mixie like playing like a board game with the characters, and he's trying to get Superman yeah, to play games. And I love how inventive the layouts got it. with that. Yeah, like the the layouts got really really inventive, and it was kind of all over the place for for some of these board game bits. Well, and that spiral one too that disorients you as you're reading it. Yeah, which. Which reading these on a tablet when you don't have the screen locked is mm-hmm. very frustrating because you're trying to spin to read it right and it just keeps rewriting itself. So keeps rewriting yeah. itself. Re- yeah, not not right. Like you know what I mean. I just just talking about universities and like merging things. It just it's just a weird word yeah. to use. I just it yeah. stood out to me. Uh, but yeah, I think this was maybe the simplest issue yet, just in the sense that I don't feel there's like a lot of plot points to talk about. It's just it's all about the ending. It's all about where it ends up. It, it's well, funny because we kind of said that last issue as well that well, it was a very simple issue. It was all just about the reveal. Sure. And again, yeah. Superman's been since the beginning of Rebirth kind of been the more emotional of the two books because it's been about the family in Hamilton County doing what they need to do, whereas Action's been the more plot-driven book. So it's no surprise that yeah, with the nice emotional that. beats in Superman, the plot beats in but action. their yeah. house is gone now, so they'll be moving to uh, Metropolis, presumably. Uh, a a one, what does that to assume so? What What does that mean for John's friend though, and her weird grandpa? That's a good point. I don't want to lose Kathy. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm sure he can run and visit. Maybe. Well, well yeah, I feel true. like John has a Smallville now. Then he can go yeah. back and visit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Superboy. I mean, he has powers. He can get there if he if he needs to. Uh, or you never know. Maybe their house will get destroyed as well. And I'm like, eh, we'll get you an apartment near ours. Uh, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> City mouse, country mouse scenario. <laughs> uh. Uh, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I think I think we'll leave that there for Superman. Obviously, we'll talk about probably a lot more about it next week when it's the, the final issue and we get the resolution to all this. And look back at the whole crossover as a whole. Yeah. 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 So have a big discussion about that next week. So, but that'll do for now. Uh, so that'll take us on to Batman number nineteen. Uh, Tom King writing, David Finch on art. This is the next part of the I Am Bane story. We ended the last issue with a great tease as he as Bane was coming towards Arkham to get Psycho Pirate, and uh, this issue was basically a series of Bane running into various villains because Batman. And an effort to stall him for a bit to sort of get ready to fight Bane again inside inside the asylum, he's let all the villains out to yeah. put, this, put in the way of Bane. It reminded me a lot of I think it was a Snyder issue, you know, the one where he punches the horse and it was that that whole famous thing where uh, where he was just fighting oh, through the, all the, the asylum. The Joker and he's got the horse on fire. No, no, that's a different one. Eight horses. Oh, no, it, it, one? it was multiple times where he fights through okay. the asylum and he just kind of takes them all out as he goes through, and then he punches a horse as one of the panels, and that, that just added to that whole thing. But it reminded me a lot of that, just like an inverse. That's it. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was a fun issue. Uh, I, I thought being interacting with all different villains was good, making the Riddler like solve the 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 door, like the code. And I love um, his cockiness with the Riddler. Yeah. Going like new Genesis tech. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, Rid- Riddler and Scarecrow are my two favorites because Scarecrow, yeah. he, he puts you know fear toxin and he's like, oh, this is the worst fear toxin ever. Describe to me how it feels because I want to know how the fear is. And yeah. Bane, sort of almost like very Batman, sort of overcomes it and is like, 
I don't have nightmares. I give nightmares, and then we just I, see yeah, I am nightmares. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I did love that because it really parallels this whole um, Bane and Batman thing that we've been having this arc, yep. where they they can overcome it because they are the thing that scares others. Yeah, which is is the, kind of the same reason that Batman is, often does it. Bane is dark Batman, like without a doubt now after this with King. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, and, it, it, and I think this was a nice inverse to. I am suicide, and I think I enjoy it a little more because it's not Batman taking out an army by himself on the island. But it's, it's Bane just, it, it is essentially Bane people. doing the same thing, though. It's Bane coming into Batman's yep. prison and going through everyone to get to him. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the same thing. And I think you're right in saying that uh, Bane sort of being the dark version of Batman. The, the way that we had these, his backstory mirror him with the you know yep. the, the the cell and growing up without the parents and all the rest of it. So. Yeah, they've really set them up as they're both the guys who overcome the odds. Uh, and probably the sort of saddest part of the story is Bane in this issue. He's like, I was done. I wanted peace. I wanted away from all this. Yeah. I just wanted to rest. I had the psycho pirate who made me feel okay. I, he used his yeah. powers to make me not feel and, whatever it is that Bane feels on a daily to basis. To take away the pain, yeah. is what he yeah. said. And I like that. And he goes, I can't control Strange. Strange told me he'd get me the pirate. And I love how he... He's not necessarily passing the buck, but he's kind of, I feel like he's on his, you know, his final wits, like his last nerve going, you know, this isn't my fault. Mm. Yeah. And it also it is still adding the, the because Bane as well as to yeah. because Batman, the, the ice thing really made me laugh. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And it, it kind of comes down to the whole immovable object and irresistible force, doesn't it? Like yeah. when you have the two the two guys who overcome everything who can overcome the odds on both sides of things, what happens when they finally go up against each Man, other? This is just, this is just built to the clash. When, when you keep saying overcome the odds, shut up! I don't want to hear it. I don't want to yeah. hear. I don't want to hear it, man. As a rest, I'm just saying, as a wrestling fan, oh. especially the WWE, it just it makes me laugh. This because it's become a a meme in and of itself. Yeah, but that's the because they abuse it on a weekly basis. Of course, of course. But <laughs> hearing you say, you know, Bane overcame the odds and Batman overcomes the odds, I'm just like, oh, man. The odds don't have a chance with these two in the room. Me, <laughs> it makes me giggle. Hmm. I love how there was only like one page of Bruce in this, maybe. Maybe there was two. Yeah, yeah it was but, him talking to Alfred and Alfred's like, are you crazy? You let all the villains out. And he's like, yeah, well, <laughs> it goes, are you crazy? He's like, well, look where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Again, I, sassy Alfred. I love that Alfred just doesn't care. I love like, Alfred. Like, talk you, to Bruce how he wants. He goes, Use the bat phone. Call the bloody Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> uh, so, ending, much like last issue, really is a good way of teasing the next issue because it's like Bane finally gets to Batman and it's those panels of their fists just clenching slowly. Yep. So they're mm. both their fists clenching. It's a really good sort of hate build at the end. Made me excited for the next issue. Uh, I asked about my only, I guess, kind of complaint is that Bane flat out says that he did get his back, his back broken by Batman, and I'm guessing it's the venom that let him kind of heal quicker or whatever. But even then, he doesn't activate the venom until I, I guess. He's how in, long has this been? Since not that? long. Yeah, I was assuming that some it, time passed. Because Batman makes it sound like it. This is all over the course of like three days, because yeah. he said that he hung the boys in the Batcave and. Yeah. yeah, Dark Knight Rises rules though, isn't it? That, that's just worse than Dark Knight Rises. Give me <laughs> <laughs> at least Dark Knight Rises had a magic rope. 
And yeah. it did show time passing. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, there was at least a month, that, a couple of months that passed in that whole thing. Because I, th- I think when he gets back to the city, they, like, they mention how long it's been, that the city's been under been siege. It's three months. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Because like, they, they mention how long the police have been under the underground. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think this... Granted, I haven't read a lot of Bane, but from what I have, I think this is the most defining of the Bane stories. I think this is going to set him up for years to come now. Is this personification of him? Well, certainly since his introduction, this is the yeah. most impact mm-hmm. he's had, and he's felt like he's got a cause, he's yeah. got a purpose again. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. It's, it's it's not even what I like about it is that it's not his purpose or cause. It's that's it's not that simple. It's not he's. It's that Batman came in and interfered, and now it's about yeah. vengeance. Like Batman's the one who started this in a sense. But uh, as I say, his purpose and cause is he still ultimately wants the pirate back at this point i think so that he can oh yeah sure go away and that that's i'm sure it's also here. about it's also it goes back to the the themes of batman begins of justice versus vengeance mm. to where batman went to the island because gotham had died right and they had the monster mm. men stuff and gotham girls nuts because of the pirate where now it seems bane's striking back at gotham just out of pure vengeance well, to get back at batman that's for just, just kind of what i like about it though it's like yeah, I actually kind of sympathise with Bane to an extent because it, it was over. He was trying to just be peaceful. It's not his fault that Strange did this stuff with Psycho Pirate. He he wanted to sit on that skull throne naked as a jaybird. Yeah. Just yeah. by himself. So what he but at the same time, you don't villainise Batman in it either because you know he was doing this to save save Gotham Girl. He, there was a noble yeah. goal behind it, so you, you don't necessarily villainise him either. It's it's uh, I mean, actually, wrestling could learn a lot from this. Actually, how how you yeah. actually Grant's give them motivations just... that work. In... Well, you can't. What, you mean they're not fighting over a yard and whose yard it is? I mean, come on, Gotham's the ultimate yard. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love Matt dropping wrestling references and Connor just yeah. looking blank. I just, uh, just I just can't respond to these because I do not great. know. What the... It's great. It's great. You know they're good because Pete's about. laughing at them. Because uh, if if they weren't good, Pete yeah. wouldn't laugh. Uh, well. Sure. That's because wrestling comics are very similar, actually. When you boil it down to the heroes they and are. villains and builds of feuds, they're very. There's a lot of similarities between them. There's a lot of parallels you can draw. Costumes, big characters. Yeah. It's all there. Teams that form out of various heroes and villains. It's all very similar. Sting once had a Joker version of himself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just... Yeah. Uh... Fun issue about man. I didn't like it as much as the last one, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I think uh, I preferred this. I think this is my favorite of the arc yet. And That's uh, fair. also, I, I really love uh, Finch's layouts here. Right at the, the end page where it's building up to that uh, the fists. It's kind of it's not straight panels. It's the 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 boxes are different sizes and they kind of build up and then they go down. It's like it's breathing in and out, waiting for the moment. Yeah, hmm. I really like it. Also, Finch's I think best work that I've seen. Since yeah. Forever Evil. So I like that mm. he's had time to work on this. And that means a, um, what's his name? Janin. Janin. Janin's around the corner. It's coming. So. It, we're, well, getting, we're, we're getting the, the button, which is a different artist. That's, right. uh, and then we've got something with Gerard's again, I think. We have we yeah. have a one issue thing with someone else. And then we have a an arc with uh, Janin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's it, Gerard's it's really... just the one issue thing. The editorial team has really figured this out, and King is really benefiting from it because all yeah. the artists that are coming are. Yeah, because they're and his, on... his artists seem to be able to stay on schedule. Yeah, like some of the others. They're staying on full arcs, which is good per artist, which is nice. And yeah. uh, Finch has been better than usual, typically, uh, over yeah. this run. And so. it, gives, it gives each of them a flavor too. Like 
you know, the the first Finch one feels very different than this one. Mm. The I Am Gotham versus now I Am Bane. Yeah, it was very bright because so, these new heroes were like yeah. the new bright lights in Gotham, whereas this is mm-hmm. darker and it's about vengeance, about the aftermath of yeah. Bane so, feeling invaded. So when you collect the trade, it does feel like a different, almost movie, if you yeah. will, like a new part of it yeah. going forward. You've got to think King is so far ahead on his scripts to give them all these yeah. so that they can be working on these advan- in advance, which means he's he's got to be planning for quite far ahead as he's going. I, I imagine so. It's going to make for a hell of an omnibus one day. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, now, we should mention actually that big arc that's coming with Janin because we know what it is now. Uh, we got an early solicit for the the first issue of it. We also got the solicit or the sort of the early catalog preview of the trade that it's going to be, and it's also referenced in the book. Uh, it was actually referenced before. Yeah. Was it referenced in issue nine when Batman went to Arkham Asylum to get all the his team? There was a one of the the, the inmates uh-huh. made a, a reference to it, uh, but it's going to be called the War of Jokes and Riddles. And Riddler references in this and says, "Oh, I remember what happened then." It's going I think to be that was a little bit clunky. Just uh, while we're on it, like it, it did the oh, same yeah. thing so with. Uh, I think Snyder did it just before Zero Year. I was like, "Ah, I remember the Zero Year," and it's just like it, it just feels clunky when they do that. The uh, the one in issue nine I think was better. I can't remember what it was, but the fact that it wasn't as blatant as that means it was probably more subtle and better. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember it until you just said it, so now yeah. I have to go back to issue nine and look. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just one line. It would mentioned like a battle between. Like, but this is where it, it's, it's all bolded text like yeah. it is and then it's 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 just that's all the scene is essentially at there's, that point yeah there's, there's the one thing that draws me in is why would the riddler ever try to you can't outmatch crazy like that's just always one thing and that's the biggest the, the biggest defining thing between batman and joker is that and now you're gonna have riddler engaging joker which should be cool because i don't think i've seen that yeah it's, it's not been typically uh, done too much i just uh, so let me let me explain what, it, what we know about it uh, yeah. so on. it's a it's an early batman story it's going to be set sometime post zero year and it yeah, um, it'll involve joker and riddler uh we don't know if they're going to necessarily be fighting directly though i don't know if it's going to be like they actually have a beef with each other it might just be that they're both trying to take control of the city at the same time well and if that's the case, then they then they are. You know, it's almost. What was I gonna say? Not well, not quite long Halloween because there wasn't opposing forces, but. I will say this. No man's land. I will say this. Maybe the uh, the 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 description for the book, the the trade didn't thrill me because it said set after zero year the, the the solicit for the first issue of it though actually has me more excited because it didn't mention zero year it just said in the style of year one and long halloween and if that's how they're tackling it if it's just an early years batman story about this big thing that happened early in his career before he had robins and stuff great i'm down for it i, I just want to me. put in a, a defense of them saying it about it being just after zero year obviously zero year revolved around riddler so I felt like this could be Joker coming in well, going, hey, you messed up, this is my turn. Well, I always felt like Snyder had more to say because he had set up Red Hood in mm. uh, Secret City, right? And then they did Dark City. And then easily the worst part for me was that Savage City with the Joker, right? or Joker, with the Riddler. And mm. it was really overwritten, I thought. Yeah. You know... So just to be reminded of me of that Riddler story, yeah. I was like, ah. Uh, uh. Yeah, I, I, See, didn't, I, I didn't like Zero Year. I, I don't want them to lead into it that much. It, uh, but, I, I, I'm with my, I like two-thirds of it, and yeah, that was yeah. the weakest part, but I like the idea that, hey, we can take this and 
build on it. It's sure that maybe it wasn't that good in itself, but the Riddler was in this place at the end of it. Let's build on that by bringing in the Joker as an opposing to that. Oh, that, that's that's fine. Uh, my, I think I just it, it muddies everything for me because I don't like these that version of like this being their first time like that they encounter Batman. Like I have especially Joker. I have much better versions of that from before. Meh. Doesn't bother me. Because I don't think it's going to be the first time. I just think it's the time where they they come in. You know, where it's kind of larger than life, if you will, like. Do I know why that line was clunky? Stakes. It's not that he's teasing it. It's that the, the it's that the characters in the world actually give it the name and actually call it that. Yeah, that's the problem. I buy it from the Riddler though, because the Riddler has that grandiose sense. Of, he's kind of proud of himself, isn't he? But dude, yeah, yeah. But I had that problem with Zero Year. I didn't get why everyone was calling it. Uh, fucking Gordon calls it Zero Year. Everyone calls it Zero Year. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I have more issue with Zero Year than I do with the war jokes and riddles. Ah, it's stupid. And they still because again, it's because it it. it's it's Riddler giving it that title. The war of jokes and riddles does feel like an event that you know like oh remember that like like yeah that war yeah. that thing whereas the zero year here's is the a question too in that sense we've had the zero year where they cut all the power and vegetation overgrew and now you're gonna have a war of jokes and riddles why does anybody still live in gotham <laughs> no no that's a, that's a very good question uh it's i i have to imagine housing prices are dirt cheap yeah, that's it. So it imagine all the like hardcore punk bands that come out of Gotham. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd have to think house insurance premiums are way up, but the yeah. the prices in general have got to be fairly low. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for for me, I, I hope it's just a cool early year Batman story, uh, and I just King has not done anything that really annoys me in the same way that Snyder started doing Zero Year. So I don't think it will. Uh, but I just hope it doesn't lean too much into Zero Year because I really see. Not I, like I that. actively want it to take from that, take what was the position there, and build from it. I'll be. Well, I barely remember the second half of it, if I'm honest. This, the structure. Uh, if you're gonna borrow anything, borrow the structure. How it was actually three stories under the same heading, yeah, and they all build upon each other. That's what I liked the most about that, and it was kind of the retelling of Year One in uh, Secret City that I enjoyed the most. Because it was Batman learning, and you got these really cool moments in there. Um, given the Snyder, you can kind of do that Snyder had always wanted to improve upon year one, you know, mm. or update it instead of improve upon. Update but, would, would probably be better, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would argue against improve upon. <laughs> I would argue against that. I'm fine. sure some people would, would agree with, with Matt on approve upon there. So some people probably would. I just for me it, it didn't. I, I liked some of the Red Hood stuff. Uh, I liked how he sort of spun that around. That was fine. Uh, but as it went on, I just wasn't feeling it. It felt redundant to me. I didn't understand why we were doing it. The whole thing. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. It lasted too long. It felt like a year at the main bat book. At least this time, it's half the length, and it's also double shipping. It'll be done in like two and a half, three months. That's. This is the best thing about rebirth. Yeah, is like, how how quickly we're getting through this stuff. So even so, even if I don't like it, it's not even going to last that long. I think I will like it because, quite frankly, King is better than what Snyder was for that last half of his run. Yeah, by quite a margin for me, it's not even close. I, and I love Scott Snyder. No, no, no shade. So did I. So him. So did I. That so, first that that first two years was was yeah. pretty good. And when he's on his game, when he's doing American Vampire, when he's doing. Uh, uh, Black Mirror with Dick Grayson Batman, he is like unstoppable. But second half of Zero Year, pretty much to the end of his run, I didn't. Nah, I'm good. Endgame was Endgame was fine. 
Yeah, that was okay. It was great. Peaked back up. I wouldn't say it was great, but it, it was definitely better than the end of Zero Year. But then it, as soon as it, that ended, it went back into the Gordon and the stupid robot suit thing. And I've, <laughs> he did I like half of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I've spoken about how I hate that before, so I'll, we'll wrap this up. But uh, Speaking of Snyder. Hopefully, hopefully I like it. Uh, yeah, speaking, speaking of Snyder. That'll take us on to All-Star Batman issue 8. Scott Snyder writing and... Help me out here, guys. How did I pronounce this? I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't. Uh, I'm get it. I'm get it. I'm Giuseppe. Giuseppe Camincola. Camincola. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, also, Francesco uh, Francavilla on the uh, the backup uh, in terms of the art. Uh, so this much, is the f- much easier, much yeah. easier. Third, third part of the ends of the earth. This is the the Mad Hatter issue because each one's been focusing on a different villain. So this is Batman going to Mad Hatter. Uh, all of it's told in a sort of a narrative from Batman's point of view kind of style, mm. uh, where even when he's like saying what Mad Hatter says, he says it in the sort of way that a first person writer would say, it, and he said this and he said that kind of thing, uh, and it's kind of Mad. There's all bits before that, but it's basically Mad Hatter like. Try to convince him that he's actually been under Mad Hatter's like sort of control or uh, influence the whole time, and the whole Batman thing's a has been a, an illusion. Hmm. Uh, My favorite part of this issue was when I thought Batman picked up an actual flamingo and hit somebody with it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and hit Dick Grayson with it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. and... we find out Duke's been taken, Duke's missing, and. Nightwing, Batwoman, and uh, Red Hood show up, but it's not really them. It's just uh, the uh, the Black Hawks. Black Hawks. Uh, and so, uh, they, I don't like the them. I don't like Snyder corrupting Black Hawks because that's like yeah. I thought they were good guys normally. They are, and and we'll talk about this later in, in Green Arrow. Kind of doing the same with Wild Dog. Mm. And I just I don't know. I don't like I. I I just hope they clear up the like the real Blackhawks show up, hmm. or the legacy of the Blackhawks show up. You know, kind of. Yeah, that's, de- that's definitely my least favorite thing about this issue. Yeah, uh, it's just my, it's weird. Honestly, my Batman's voice is still bothering me. Uh, yeah. And this issue, see, see the point with he's his swears. He's very Frank Miller, but not good Frank Miller Batman. Yeah, it, cause, see, see when he turns around and swears, and it's like you know, it's, it's got all the different symbols instead because yeah, they want swearing in the Bat Book, and it says, yeah, I know it's not really them because my family can bleep and fight. I, I don't even, effing fight. I, well, I assume it's effing, but it's only usually you match the number of letters with the they symbols. Don't. They don't. They don't know. Uh-uh. All right, okay. Notice that good a few times, times they do not match. Good them. letterers do that though. Yeah, because the, the F-bomb makes sense, but it was only four, so I'm like, wait, what's, what's four letters that works in that sentence? No, no, I think um, sometimes they do match it to the thing, but DC, I've noticed they often don't. They just make it fit the, the box where oh, they Carter, want it and to, go, to, you get it anyway. Car, to be clear, I, to be clear, I don't mean they usually just do it in comics. I mean everywhere when they do this, they usually match the, the number of letters to it. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Usually yeah. they do, but I've seen in DC specifically quite a lot where it's just shortened to four or five, oh. regardless of the word. Well, regardless, it just it felt very on Batman to me for him to say that i don't know it just stood out to me as uh, that's something that i don't know that's something i expect wolverine to say or like yeah i don't know i i don't see a problem with that personally 
I, I can see Batman. He's getting annoyed. They've just impersonated his, his family. Found out a tone though. Yes. Like, first he picks up a flamingo and hits somebody with it. Just kind and of then cool. you're like, oh, it's a robot flamingo. Okay, well, whatever. And then, yeah. Also, this issue made me realize I don't like the Mad Hatter. I just, hmm. as a villain, I'm just like, ugh. I don't dislike him. I liked him in a... What was he in recently where he... It was, it was, I think it was in Batman where he'd got one of the guards to break uh, someone out. And they were using his hats. What was that recently? I read something recently about that. Maybe it wasn't a, I, a modern book. I feel like I vaguely remember that, but I'm not entirely what was sure. That in recently? It was in. He hasn't been reading like Sandra Kane Batgirl, so maybe. No, it wasn't that. I don't think it was. No. Oh, I think it was Gotham Central. I think I read some Gotham Central recently, and it happened. In okay, that, uh, that he, makes sense. He tricked a guard with you know because his hats have the technology in them to any. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was reading. I, I confused it because I was like, I, I read that recently, uh, but no, he. He, I, I think he's fine in that capacity. I like, I like him sometimes when he's used here. Snyder goes full on scarecrow esque. Every the world's falling around, and, uh, and that's, that, that's, yeah. that's why I love that Mad Hatter when he goes full trip and takes the Alice in Wonderland inspiration to to the highest okay. level it possible can. So I understand that, but when he's trying to trick Batman into thinking that everything he's done has been a machination of the Mad Hatter, and this yeah. is all in his head, and the Bat villains are I all almost... represent different characters and. Alice in Wonderland. In the asylum, yeah. yeah. I almost rather had him give him a Wonderland experience where it it is this weird world where nothing is what it seems. And I think that's what Snyder was going for, but it didn't land for me. Especially with this threat of from from the last issue, uh that that disease mm. that he helped stop with, with Ivy. And I just I felt like those stakes got lost in this. I felt like that that this idea of Mad Hatter trying to convince Bruce that it, this has all been like an illusion the entire time. I think that yeah. sounds like a great three issue mini that has nothing to do with Batman trying to stop a disease at the same time. Like, see if you just give me yeah, that story, it's, it's like the, it's like the Buffy episode where she thinks she's in an insane asylum. You give me that. Right. Uh, in fact, wasn't there an episode of the animated series that did this? Episode yeah. of everything has done this. Yeah, Small I think there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, I'm pretty sure there was. The, but like that's the animated like, series one also involved robot imposters and stuff too. So uh, it, it upped it. But look, yeah. that sounds like a, that sounds like a fun mini. It sounds like a fun little three, four issue mini, and you can sort of explore the ideas, and it can actually mean stuff. I just feel like it was going through all these beats to like, oh, look at uh, uh, Catwoman as the Cheshire Cat, and look at this as that, and so on, and uh, it was all fine. Uh, I, I honestly, as as I was reading this book. I was sort of already thinking about it, and I sort of decided halfway through I'm kind of done with this for now. Me too. I really like this issue. I, nah. don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I thought it was great. Uh, also, if, if you're doing an Alice in Wonderland theme with each of the villains, you, you don't make Joker the Jabberwocky? <laughs> like, the biggest, baddest threat, and he's worse than you make him in your mind, and it's the whole point of the Jabberwocky. No, you just make him the Red King. With Harley Quinn as the Red yeah. Queen. Ugh, it's just lazy, guys. Uh, I mean, beyond, I mean, when I say I was thinking about Quentin before, it was, uh, I read all of my books on Wednesday, except this one. And it sat there <laughs> and it waited until today, like an hour before we recorded. I was like, oh, I better read All Star Batman. Like- and like this also, I, I did read this today, but my books were spread out like two or three a day at most. Uh, and right. I, you know, I I thought the first couple were a chore, and then I see Nightwing and Batwoman. And I go, oh, Nightwing and Batwoman, this might get interesting. This issue. No. Nope. <laughs> and then it just kind of, like, I will say that 
the one part of the show I really did enjoy outside of the Flamingo was him uh, dissecting the different fighting styles mm. of, of who he thinks. And, you know, Nightwing hesitates to ignite the sticks, and it's what gives them away as that they're not the yeah. the real ones. I did like that. So, and I also uh, loved how he used his cape. Yeah, well, that was cool. It that's almost an F you to the Incredibles. It is. Like, hey, look, capes are useful. It was, and, and I love that movie too much. But yeah. I, I appreciate it anyway. Show me why he has a cape other than just gliding and, and as it's combat use and as it's a something to be good with, not just a liability. The funny thing is, is there actually has things I like about this issue. I like the, some of the core ideas that play. Like I say, a lot of the story could turn into a mini and it would be fun. I actually kind of like the use of the, the, the narrative style of uh, writing. I actually think that makes for a good thing. It's just that the voice feels off. Like, I feel like yeah. that with just rewritten <laughs> with a different voice would actually work the well art for though me. was pretty strong i thought the art yeah. looked good that was yeah so, i mean that's the real reason this is called all star right it's it's yeah, the all star yeah. artists that's yeah. it though this one didn't blow me away uh like uh like the, the last two yeah no i don't think i don't think it was quite as good as the last two in terms of the art or all the story as well i think this is the weakest of the three but i still really liked it so i'm i'm sticking with it yeah i, I think Plus, there's an albuquerque art coming up so that you is know. true. Maybe I'll jump in for that. Although, hmm. yeah. What do we know? What the next issue is about? Like who? What villain it centers around? I can't remember off the top of my head. Solicits quite easily. It's part four. Right? There's definitely at least one more of this. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll. I, well, I will say. Months. Yeah, the, the the high point of All Star has been the Ivy issue for me, and that's not just because I really enjoy Ivy. It's the emotional stakes in it, and you know the story playing into the free story. You know, it felt yeah. like it was a loosely connected, and here it just loses all of that. I feel like he mentions it at the beginning, but then it just becomes this deep delve into Batman psyche, which we've seen so many times. Yeah, it's just a very loose thread to sort of link them all together when it's really just four one shots about different villains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the the freeze issue probably is my favorite just because of the art mostly, even though it didn't, the story did annoy me at the end. But now I think I am out hard for to now. beat Jock. Because I just I'm I'm finding myself not wanting to read it and I'm pushing it off till late as possible in the week. I was just so. uh, having a look. We don't actually know who the villain for the next one is. Hmm. Um, it, it says it's the the final issue of the arc. It all comes down to this. Um, yeah. Because by the way, face off gets one of his most dangerous villains in a the, battle of the wills. The preview for the trade is up, and it is only just a four issue trade. So. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Battle for Wills, Battle of Wills. Maybe it's Riddler, or I don't know. Guy Gardner. It may not be one specific because it presumably well, it, is ending the story, so it has to. It says must face off against one of his most dangerous villains. All right, but could be anyone still, really? Couldn't uh, it? you guys can tell me, or Connor can tell me. Matt, are you out too? Uh, I uh, one issue to one finish the arc, and then you've got Albuquerque. Yeah. I kind of just want to be done with it, so I don't have an extra book to read. You know, I oh, well, that cover is Batman sitting on a throne with the American flag behind him. So great that's cover. great. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there was a backup with uh, Duke doing stuff. I'm still enjoying these backups actually. They're, they're, uh, I'm preferring them a lot more now. With uh, you know, since Frank Villa's been doing them the last few. Yeah, it's basically it's Duke goes back to the sort of the youth center that he helps out at, and he says he's quit. But then, 
they they talk to him. It's like, no, look, look, they, these people they respect heroes, and you yeah. gotta if you're quitting just for the sake of it, you know, maybe you should reconsider why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and then he realizes how the Riddler's doing things from his cell while he's locked up, and we get a little cliffhanger. I'm enjoying it. Plus, Frank Villa's art is just fantastic, so I'd read it anyway. That's I just yeah, I'm that not... almost made me want to read it, and then I was like, well, I haven't read anything else, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling Snyder's Batman writing right now, and I've not been for a good while, like years yeah. at this point. Nah, don't have the same problems at all. Yeah, but you're wrong, so that's no okay. No book I liked reading? American Vampire. Rest in peace, Skinner Sweet. Yeah, maybe we'll get to <sighs> the end of that one day. Uh, maybe. I'm waiting for more witches as well, so, you know. I like yeah, witches uh, too. Don't hold your breath. But, yeah, it's not looking lately <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, I'd rather finish American Vampire first and then focus on witches and get that yeah, done. Yeah, and he's, he is supposed to be doing a sequel to Severed as well at some point. <laughs> Good luck. Do you know what? See, when I'm in my 40s, maybe I'll read that then. Uh, maybe that's right. when I'll get to that. I, I never read the first part of Severance. It's so. fantastic. I've, I've not read yeah. all of it yet. I, I I read a couple of issues when it first came out, and I've had the trade on Comicsology for ages to read. I'm I'm just waiting for when I'm in the mood for any horror book. It's yeah. really good. It's it's, it's some fantastic gothic horror stuff. Yeah, Snyder uh, at his best. That, that that is what that is though. It, it's uh, so it's a shame, but I've just been really down in All Star Batman. I keep putting the issues off, so I think. I mean, if I hear the Albuquerque issues are good, but I'll trust uh, Matt more than Connor because I've disagreed with Connor with every single issue of this so far. So so far, yeah. Well, we were all pretty, we were all pretty identical on the last issue. We were all in line. So yeah, ah, sure, sure. It was still it. too wordy, I think, but yeah. Other than that, of it was course. better. I do want him, as we're talking about what we want Santa to do. I want him to have a western called Horse Puncher. <laughs> yes. All right, I think. I'd uh, read it. I think that'll take us on. Uh, let's get on to Green Arrow issue 19, Benjamin Percy uh, rating. And we have two artists here. We've got uh, Mirka Andolfo and Eleonora Carlini on art. And those are... Now, are they a team or because I didn't notice? Uh, I have no idea. So I, I, real quick. I think they're splitting the present and past. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Because there's flashbacks. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I... Uh, so, I have not enjoyed Green Arrow more than these last two issues. Oh, really? I disagree with that. No, no, no I didn't like oh, the no. issues. Uh, just that I really like the uh, Emerald Outlaw arc a lot more than this. Uh, I'm just I'm liking the dynamics between him and Roy, and it really feels like. Granted, we've only had two issues so far, and we've had teases of the relationship. Mm. I like how quickly they're getting to the dissolution, and you buy it. Yeah, it's not like they're rushing it. No, I, I actually agree. I, I think him and Roy are great. It's just the plot. I'm just not as into as the last oh, arc or two. See. Yeah, uh, I, I like him dealing with the politics at, at hand in the moment, and I feel this one he's done well, it not as hamfisted. This issue is better than the last one because it's sort of bit like a lot of the last issue was just kind of them in this fight on yeah. like in the present day stuff, meet, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. so, so the first little chunk of this one was kind of more the same. It was still them fighting until Black Canary showed up, and the whole thing kind of ended yeah, on a dirt bike. And it said, "Run!" The, the... <laughs> okay, Matt was really excited by this issue. Look, listen to I, what, well, he's doing noises. I was sitting there after breakfast, and my wife sitting next to me, and I get to that thing, and just with the art when you turn the page, and, and she's, it just has because you know, the, the sound effect there is the top left. Is, it's the first thing it you see. Is. And I, and I heard it in my brain 
you know, yeah, and it, just, it worked so well. I actually well. think that the placement of that sound effect is perfect because you see that yep. even though the bike's bigger and should draw your attention, mm-hmm. because that's there at the top left, you see yep. it first. So it's like, oh, you hear it before you see it still. Yep. And it was really cinematic that way because you would yeah. hear that, the dirt bike, and then it would cut to who's on it yeah. making a grand entrance. Yeah. But Percy is, he. I think he's just hitting a stride right now with balancing the political and the personal dynamics of each of these characters. Like he's, he's been on this character for like almost two years now. Right. Like mm. it's been on yeah. Ollie for a while. So yeah, cause he did a full year of the, the DCU. So I think that's when he came yeah. on with that. Yeah. So it's really enjoying this stuff. Yeah. The flashbacks yeah. were sort of, the, the, the last issue was kind of the, the, them teaming up for the first time. This is, and like sort of the, how that developed. This issue was how they kind of split up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, essentially. Yeah. Uh, well, and it hit on the junky themes that we get from that famous cover. Yeah, down, yeah, yeah, down to the fact there's actually a panel of him with a, a needle in his arm. I'd skip past yeah. that panel quite quickly. Uh, you don't like needles. No, no. no. it's uncomfortable to look at. Uh, I need to get some syringes yeah. just so I can just bring them up into the camera every so often to freak out. Yeah. Uh, it's not seeing yeah, the needle itself have... that's the problem. It's seeing it go into, oh my into God. the skin. Oh, Matt, my God. Matt's camera's froze, froze at the perfect the time. Ever, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, stop now. Damn it. Uh, that Matt... was with a big, massive grin. Yeah, yeah. Well, your mouth was open. You were sort of mid-exclamation. Like, yeah. It was great. Uh, it was perfect. But, uh, also, also, um, there you go. go ahead, there you go. There you go. Well, just the, the stuff with, with Arsenal's brother, too. And the mystery of what happened to the dad. And we find out he was blackout drunk when it happened. So he doesn't know if he killed the dad, but he doesn't think he did. Ar- Ar- just just to nice clarify, goal. Arsenal's brother being one of the uh, the Native Bird. Americans yeah. Uh, yeah. On, the res- on the reservation. So right. uh, yeah, so he, he blames Roy for killing his dad, even though he was blackout drunk. He doesn't remember doing it. Uh, so he probably didn't. There's, there's someone else at play here. Oh, of course. But we also get the the wild dogs, and I feel like he's the Percy setting up the original wild dog. Yeah, because we, we do have way. an arrow, possibly. Right? But he's on Kev Carson. There's even a, a little box saying, "Go read Kev Carson to see what wild dogs doing." Which is interesting because that meant the all that stuff is in continuity. Then there's always was. I, I didn't realize all of the young animal stuff was. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I thought it was off just on its own little separate imprint, okay. doing its own thing, and you know, having fun. Yeah, it is. At least, uh, uh, what's the, what's the, what was the last one that came out? Mother Panic. Mother Panic. That one definitely was because that was set in yeah. Gotham. There was, there was. Well, I was saying Gotham, but I didn't mean it's in continuity. Okay, well, but, sure, uh, but it Kate was. Carson was too with, with dealing with all these pulp heroes and the challengers of the unknown. But I thought, well, they'll just use classic continuity, and play with it. But here, the now it makes me want to go back and, because I did enjoy that first issue. I just was bad with keeping up with it. I might want to go back and read Cape Carson. They're doing cool stuff yeah. with Wild Dog and making him this libertarian guy, like you know, which also plays in with the politics that Percy's. You yeah, know, yeah. That, that of- was a very bit of ham-fisted dialogue, though. The way it was put there, the the, yeah. the box. And I thought that was probably the most awkward part of the issue for me. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I feel like he's filling out this political spectrum. We have Ollie on one side, and you got Broderick on the other, and then you have people all in between, and mm. now you have Wild Dog thrown in there. Yeah, but yeah, I only feel like Wild Dog's even there just because that character's on Arrow now. So well, he's, 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 he's not there yet, though. 
No, but you have the, you have that militia, and they're using the classic. Yeah, look they're dressed the... as wild dog, but they're not because I think does an Ollie not even say like wild dog wouldn't even do this? Like he wouldn't approve of this at one point. He does, doesn't he? Mm, I don't think so. There, there was a no, there was a line in there something like that. Yeah. He said even he's not this something. Uh, at well, one point. yeah, because they were they were inciting violence against the protesters, you know. So that, that's what I just took that as. It's like, yeah, he probably is backing the the corporate side of things, but not necessarily the violence. Although when you dress up in a hockey mask, you, you kind of got to like violence a little bit, I think. So I don't know. I mean, you'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, Black Canary's speech to, to Roy to get him to sort of agree to team up, where she's kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, there's no point in infight. Infighting's what loses everyone everything, and she lists like a bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very, I don't know, very, very sort of, uh, sort of current and political in there as well, with, uh, she mentions like, it also loses elections and things like that, but, uh, yep. but no, it was a nice little speech. Uh, no, I'm, I'm liking this arc well enough, but I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as Emerald Outlaw. That, that was a lot more fun for me. Right. Well, yeah. It's still good uh, though. We can all we can agree still, that it's still yeah. good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ollie uh, looks weirdly young in the in the flashbacks though. Like I know yeah. he's younger, but I didn't realize that's he, he what, looks about eighteen. That's what a goatee does for you though, Connor. If you shave it off, <laughs> man, you look super young. Yeah, yeah. You, you lose eight years if you shave it off. Yeah, he <laughs> comes back home and Roy's throwing a party in his apartment, and he's not very happy about it. And I love when he's like, Roy, who's Roy? When the people at the party. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Green Arrow. Uh, it's uh, trucking along with its current arc. Uh, that'll take us on to Green Lanterns, issue 19, Sam Humphrey's writing, and a Ronin Cliquette on art. So this is the start of the Dr. Polaris uh, story that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Matt, your mic's going. And this is uh, so. So we see him uh, as Neil Emerson, and he's kind of like trying to like not become Polaris again. And we kind of see in his head, and he's like trying to resist the the urge. Uh, but the new head of Task Force X, because Amanda Waller apparently snuffed it in Suicide Squad. Not that we've been reading that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, director Harcourt uh, is running that, and she she tries to bring him in. Like, Come work for us. Uh, you'll you'll be supervised and we'll keep you all right. But you'll do everything by the book uh, within mm-hmm. our structure. And he's not happy with that. And he ends up like making metal ribbons around like all the soldiers and stuff and losing that. So she ends up calling in the Green Lantern. She calls in Jessica and Simon. And Simon's a little bit pissed because his brother's uh, having a fight with him about paying rent and getting a job and just sort of storming <laughs> yeah. off whenever there's alien things to deal with just just be, being a more responsible adult he's a yeah. superhero he's not time for normal things yeah but you know hal still was a test pilot you know he had to pay he's the bills shit test, City. test pilot but he was still one he's not been on earth in like ages he's not well, doing a regular job for a while used to i said used to right and you know yeah. john was an architect so he paid the bills kyle was an artist so he didn't pay the bills <laughs> <laughs> And Guy, yeah. well, Guy runs a bar, so who knows if he's paying the bills, but yeah. All the other landers that we know have jobs. Uh, so, so I think they need to just finally find some responsibility, work at a grocery store, stop shoplifters at the rings, it'll be great. So Polaris's brother's in hospital, and so the lantern's saying a note to go to the, where his brother is to try and find him, and of course they run into him. Uh, a couple of things I really like, there's a panel when they enter, 
where Simon's sort of like you know grunting and you know just mm-hmm. going along, but Jessica's kind of like saying hi to everyone. She's kind of like almost getting a little bit yeah, more confident. Yeah, everyone's got their phones out and taking pictures. Yeah. He's got his head down, it's like just marched through. Yeah, marched yeah. Through. and she's and like she's waving and smiling. Waving going, hi. Oh. Uh, which is good because it kind of it's it's nice to see her kind of come out of her shell a little bit, and she's not as sort of embarrassed and kind of shy and yeah going away from people. Uh, so I like that. That that was that was that was fun stuff. Uh, otherwise, though, I, th- I think the issue was just kind of setting up the main conflict. It was setting up Polaris, and more, it was more of him than it was the Lanterns. It was more of him tr- with his inner struggle and trying to like deal with that. And uh, the Lanterns were kind of like, no, we're not just going to take him down and kill him because uh, the, you know director Task Force X is like, no, he's too dangerous. Just take him down as soon as you see him. Shoot on sight is basically what she said. They're like, no, we're heroes and we're powerful. We're going to do that anyway but of course when they do actually try and fight him at the end they try and detain him he rams a truck into simon and then forms a ball of trucks around him and throws them into the ocean and that's how we end the issue and i go ahead connor as i say i really like this what did for polaris because it made him sympathetic yeah Yeah. Yeah. he's the bad guy yeah he's he's just throwing a truck around them and into the ocean but that whole opening sequence with the dream and him fighting back and it's not what he wants. It makes him sympathetic as a person. Someone to be saved rather than just it's, to be villainized. But it's the... So I get all that, but this has been the problem with Green Lantern villains since Sean's had taken it over, is every single villain is sympathetic. So it makes it kind of hard for to be a villain. You know, like Sinestro. Uh, he's just a, you know... Yeah. He's really a good guy deep down. It's like, well, you created a group of space terrorists. How good of a guy can you be? Yeah, so, yeah, that's fair. But, but I, I think I just enjoyed it with Polaris because it was just it felt refreshing with someone like this rather than yeah. the space villains. Well, there's no, yeah, exactly. There's no space villain. I'm not that familiar with Doctor Polaris because he really wasn't in the spotlight since I've been reading Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, not, not, not me so, really either, which is actually kind of funny because when the issue started and it says his name, you know, Dr. Neil, whatever, I was like, right. I didn't know that was his real name. So at yeah. first I was yeah. just like, oh, Polaris is just stalking this guy, but then it became clear, <laughs> oh, no, this is just in his yeah. head and this is... Uh, so it was like a really, in a weird way, me not knowing that that was his name gave the, the first chunk of the issue this weird sense mm-hmm. of discovery uh, to yeah. it. That, well, just it may, him... Uh, yeah. Just him sitting there in the audience just like it was unsettling with his big you know, galactic style helmet yeah yeah and then even when he snaps out of it and you look like he has the costume wherever he's at like in a closet you know like it's just it's looming over him and that was a nice little touch yeah from the art but what i really liked was the the last page progression of the panels it created like a sense of panic to where like, oh, he's squeezing us. It's hard to maintain the pressure. Oh, no, is that water? Are we in the water? And mm. I just feel like either Humphreys is setting us up for a Jessica panic attack that gets them out, you know, because sometimes panic is what saves you, right? That's why we do yeah. panic. Yeah. Or she's going to start to panic and Simon has to, like, be there to, to walk her through be, it. Be the rational one and... Yeah, it's just it, yeah. it's just if nothing else, it's just an interesting visual, like a ball mm-hmm. of like cars and trucks yeah. that are just squished around them. Yeah, and all the fish just going, "What the hell's this? Is What's this food?" This? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the art looked nice and clean, and yeah, you know, it didn't really stand out, but like you had yeah, those cool yeah. moments, like with Jessica, like smiling, and 
uh, in the camera phone and whatnot. Uh, and then how unsettling was it too that the the guys had like nails in their eyes? The players takes out. Yeah, that was pretty grim. Yeah, and and I also thought he was gonna do the Magneto thing where I remember in like a '90s issue of X Men, Magneto's just like, oh yeah, you think you have no no metal? Blood is yeah. mostly iron. And I thought that he was gonna start, you know, pulling blood yeah, out. Yeah, of Yeah, because they started talking about like, oh, we yeah. have to get all the special forces people with no tattoos because of the metals yeah. in them. It's like, yeah. and he goes, oh, you think you can get away with metal in his right. his narration? It's like, oh, where's this going? This could be cool. Like, now, I'll, 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 I'll like the tattoo point because I've never seen that brought up before with say like Magneto, who's usually, I mean, we, we typically experience more Magneto than you do Polaris, <laughs> even if you're yeah. typically reading DC, <laughs> just because mm. he's Magneto and he's in the movies and stuff. Uh, but no, I like that that that, that mentions. Like, do you know how hard it is to find special forces that don't have tattoos? Tattoos, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yep. Uh, but no, they also don't take into account the fact that yeah, you're in a regular room. There's like metal all over the place. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a nice little spin because I was expecting one thing and then I get another, and it's just as unsettling. It's just like, ugh. Well, that's a hell of a way to go out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a decent, fun issue. I, I don't think it's anything uh, special or no. standouty, but uh... it, it has me excited for the arc, though, because I like this. I like what they're doing with Polaris. It's like, okay, I, I'm down for this. It's, yeah. it's a nice break from Rami and um, Volthoom and yeah. all that stuff too. Yeah, uh, I like how that's kind of just chugging under the background. It's like, oh, we'll get to it when, when yeah. it's when it raises its head. It'll come uh, on. This doesn't feel like it'll be a long thing. This feels like it'll be maybe just one more or two more, more issues. issues. Yeah. 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 And then that'll be fine. We can get back to the, the Wolf and stuff. So, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, that'll do. That'll do for the Greens. That'll take us on to Trinity, which is uh, written by Cullen Bunn and art by Clayman and Miguel. Miguel, sorry, Miguel uh, uh, Men, Mendoncha. Mendonca? Mendonca. Mendonca. I'd, I'd say it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with a cha, yeah. How, how was this, guys? Because I didn't have time it was to get this in. It was fine. I would yeah. go high and fade. I'd say it was good. Oh, I might go check it out then. <laughs> to be to, to keep in mind that Connor already doesn't like Bun, so he's got. I, like I a, really don't. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm more on that side too. But I like the villains yeah. involved. I've never here, really read so. anything by Bun before, so I just kind of went in with a blank slate. Uh, yeah. And for me, the voices of the villains were all down pretty well. So it, it flows. So basically, what the, the gist of this issue is is that uh, Razal Ghul and Lex Luthor, and Cersei, uh, so one Batman villain, one Superman villain, one Wonder mm-hmm. Woman villain, are all drawn to this mysterious place. Uh, and I kind of like how the, the book shifts between narrations from each of them. So we, we start with Raz, it's his narration, and then these big like stone monster things start attacking, and then Lex shows up and it switches to his narration. Uh, I did quite like the art, by the way. I will say that. I thought, what I really liked about it is that Manipal's art is so typically, and all the ones who were emulating him in the first arc, it's all very bright and stuff, and it's all very heroic. Whereas this, it was all yeah. dark and shadows and villainous. I think what I liked about the art is that it was slightly different styles for each character. So Raz's was a lot more shadowy and gritty. Kind of reminded me of Finch's stuff, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can see uh, that. And then Lex's is, is, is a lot cleaner. There's a bit more color, but it's it's still kind of grim and gritty. But Cersei's is but, well, it's just bright colors, a lot more clean lines. Well, hold on, I, I want to sort of go back to Lex a little bit there he to me it's still dark in shadows but his suits lights up so it's like it's kind of playing to his ego that he has to be the yeah. most lit up one in the room so I think there's more to it than just it's a little bit cleaner uh, 
She is brighter, but I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's because uh, everything's sort of purple. It's it's like sort of mysterious. Like we're going into sort of a more magicy character, uh, and it kind of plays like that. But it, they've all been summoned to this place by her. Actually, she's summoned the two of them there, and there's like these three pits, and Raz is all. Wait, are these Lazarus pits? I've already got one. Love, don't need any more. And she's like, no, no, no. These are Pandora's pits. Hmm. I'm looking at Matt's reactions. I just want to see how he reacts to any of this. Yeah. These are Pandora's pits, and she explains, you know, Pandora created by the gods. It's Pandora's box, opening it, and there's all this like uh, sort of speculation, or even like someone speculated that even we are parts of the what came out of that box. You know, all evil in the world comes from that box, uh, and we're here for something. And then this weird mutated part Batman, part Wonder Woman, part Superman thing comes out of the pits. And this is where it lost me. This is definitely the least interesting part of the issue, is this thing for them all to fight. That said, though, I actually do really like when they're all fighting. They all get a page individually where they're fighting this thing, and in the middle of each page you get like a shot of them fighting like their own hero, if you will, like a sort of flashback, if you will, in each page. Yeah, but see, this is why it lost me. Why is it this mutated bastard? There was three pits, right? Uh-huh. There was like one for each of them. But we get one thing for them to fight that this is mutated, bastardized thing. What I would much referred is like some twisted versions of each of them that they have to fight respectively. What you mean, like every other time uh, heroes well, have no, to but, fight? But not, they, but they don't fight their own opposite. Like they go, oh wait, we, we don't, know, that but, doesn't work. But. Yeah, but it's similar enough. Like to me, this was at least different. Like I, I'm not used to seeing a mutated version that's like three of them combined. Yeah, but the, the whole thing was it's the three of them, there's three pits and then there's just one thing for them to fight that it, it, it just didn't work for me at all. I really don't give a shit that there was three pits and there was only one thing for them to fight. Well, it was three <laughs> of them, care. three pits, and then it's like, oh, this is this is what it is, three, three. There's the, the, the whole book is Trinity. And then it's it's just one thing that it came down to. That was it. Just didn't work for me at all. Yeah, it was, a, it was a combination of all three. I, I, I have no. I have zero issues with this. I think this is super nitpicky. I yeah, think this is super. It nitpicky. lost me as soon as that thing came out of the pit. Uh, no, I mean I, I admit it's a little bit silly and over the top, but I actually kind of appreciate how horrific it looks. Like Matt, just in your head, p- picture a face that's half Wonder Woman, half Batman. Why? It's monstrous, right? It's, it's creepy. Yeah. You're weirded out by it. You know you are. I, I, I guess. I mean, just the Batman alone. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so yeah, they all Put try... Put on the table. I could not take it. Yeah. They, all, they all try and fight it individually. Like I say, I like these like three individual pages where they, they all try one by one and there's like, flashes to them fighting their actual heroes like in the middle of each page. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then they just they realize, oh crap, we need to team up. This thing's too powerful. Blah blah blah. And the, the whole idea here is it's a test. Like that these pits have created this thing uh, that they all have to fight together because it's a you know a test. Uh, and then they do eventually uh, beat it. And they, they're all kind of saying, yeah, okay, I suppose we'll ally briefly for now. That's temporary alliance because we need to kind of thing. Uh, and it all, it all basically ends where Cersei's like, right, I need to show. The reason why I brought you guys here is I need to show you something. And she takes them to a mural that's on the wall that looks like the three of them from like ancient times. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's not actually them, but it's like a someone who holds the Razor Gold, a bald guy, and then a woman, and it looks like it's the three of them, which is why she summoned them here. Uh, but of course, could be Raz though. That dude's old. <laughs> it could be actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, and she she's technically like she would be old as well, right? She's a god kind of thing. Seriously, so well, yeah, she's. 
She's got a Jace. Like, she's a mystical witch on yeah. the island. Yeah. So, yeah, nah, this is, I thought this was intriguing. I thought the, the voices for the characters were all down pretty well. I liked them playing off each other. And I liked the... Like, they're, 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 giant, you know, they're poking at Pandora. And it's obviously Pandora was a thing at the start of the New 52 uh, to do with uh, reality and all the rest of it. And we thought at the time she was somewhat responsible for the New 52 universe. We know that's not necessarily the case anymore, but she did still exist, and Manhattan did kill her. So, as a, as, you know, it's one of these things where, oh, we didn't expect this book to tie into Rebirth, and I'm like, well, maybe not directly, but is this maybe going to be like a side story about Rebirth or something that connects to Pandora and how she mm-hmm. was involved at, at, at first kind of thing? You know, uh, it wasn't amazing, but I, I thought it was an enjoyable issue. Because I, I got into it, I, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never read any bun before. I thought it flowed well enough. Uh, I didn't regret reading it. Better than All-Star Batman, for sure. Definitely not. Definitely not. I like the uh, first uh, half. The second half just did nothing uh, for I'll me. I'll have to give it a thumb through and, and let you know. Yeah, well, uh, I, 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 I don't think it'll blow you away, Matt, but it is, it's a decent little villain issue and i'm wondering it's what it's fine like i said it's fine that's this is that's the highest my praise will get i'm wondering what it's poking at like i'm curious as to where this is leading because this is a two-parter and i don't know if it'll be resolved in two parts i think it might set something up for the trinity to face later is what i'd guess i'm not sure yeah, yeah. but it's what i'd guess uh, sounds about right i know I, I thought it was fine uh yeah and i, I like i like lex luther i like raz so uh, made me the yeah. enjoyable enough read uh, but yeah, that's Trinity. That'll take us on to Nightwing issue 17, uh, written by Tim Seeley and art by Xavier Fernandez. Uh, this was a fantastic Finally issue. Finally, the good stuff. What, has <laughs> it been, what, been bad till now? No, no, I just mean that we can move on from, from the, the previous book and get <laughs> on to the real good stuff of the week. Alright. Fine. <laughs> Uh, but no, this was this was a great issue. This is Dick and Damien. They're going to the location in France that was hinted at with the, the clue that was left behind on Dick's uh, Robin Hood book. Mm-hmm. And there's some great stuff early on where Dick's like, oh, you're, you're, you're planning to be your own Batman. You're, you're, you're essentially the Batman of Bloodhaven. Uh, he's still he's such a little shit. Yeah, he's like, you're going to franchise yourself. He's still been a, yeah. a jealous little shit. But this issue was great for multiple reasons. It was great because... We we got to we got to Deathwing at, at when they got to this church this monastery mm-hmm. kind of thing in uh, France, and uh, here's where I want to bring up right. So he's in Nightwing's New Fifty Two outfit in red. I just want to point mm-hmm. out New Fifty Two outfit red, Rebirth outfit blue, blue, blue and red. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think there's maybe an intentional thing there. Although there's a, there is one thing in this issue that kind of maybe does tie it a little bit yeah. closer. Uh, but thematically, I just like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, the good ones in blue, it's the bad ones in red. It's hard not to notice, isn't it? Yeah. It was just a nice yeah. little touch. Uh, but of course, he's, he fights Deathwing, and uh, when he gets hit really badly and he gets cut across the head, he has this weird moment where he hallucinates and he sees yeah. himself. Stuff. Yeah, he, he sees, like, multiple versions of himself, which we've seen before, at least some of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't personally recognise all of them, but I'm assuming they've all popped up in various iterations of dick grayson and elseworlds mm-hmm. and whatever and it's like oh this is interesting because obviously i'm already thinking the red and blue thing and i'm like wait is this like hinting that, the, that these villains are somehow a uh, like multiverse timeline mm. things uh, and then when damien because damien actually gets trapped in a in a crypt which yeah, by the way tomb. yeah yeah it, it harkens back to the uh 
the flashback at the start of the issue, which was when him and they two were working as Batman and Robin, which is really Robin. cool, by the way. Yeah. Uh, great to have that back, and uh, the, the Batman bill, obviously, as well. But first of all, I love that Damien uh, gets out of the, the tomb by using his head, and when he gets out of the when he gets out of the tomb, he's actually got a bloody head. He's actually bashed his way out of the tomb with his head. I, yeah. I love that he also thought of it because Dick called him hard-headed. He's like, <laughs> hey, he's right. Yeah, and then well, he goes up to Dick. He looks, he looks slightly dazed too in the art, like he's mm. wobbly. Oh yeah, that was great. The art sells it yeah. perfectly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he he comes up to Dick, and then Dick's look, still got this sort of like you know, he's like, his pupils are all black, like he's been all yeah. black eyed, and he looks up at uh, Damien, and he sees the same thing for Damien, where he sees all the different versions of Damien, including like you know the the, the, the elsewhere, you know Grant Morrison's future Damien when he's Batman one yeah. and. Uh, what you used to look like, and then another one. I don't quite mm-hmm. recognise the other one, but one of them's much older. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of Nightwing, yes, actually. It does look Nightwing, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like he well, in, eventually in, he takes inspiration from from Dick because that's who he looks up to more. Yeah. Well, that, this so, is part of why I love this I, issue so much. Is he, yeah. he sees this, and then Damien is like scared that he's losing Nightwing. He's like, "Hey, you're you're the Batman to my Robin. We were great together, and I don't want to lose yeah. you. You're having this kid." And you're not going to have any need for me. It's almost it almost mirrors Mixie and John kind of thing yeah. from Superman. It does. Yeah. Well, that's that is his big brother. Yeah. Like he doesn't want him to forget. Like, hey, I was here first. But I'm your favorite brother. It's just like, it, it, it's so simple. It's like he he's been a jealous little shit, and it all boils down to no. He's worried about he's going to lose. He's not going to be special to Dick anymore. He actually likes right. the relationship. And it's a moment where Damien finally breaks down his walls and he shows some emotion and he shows some honesty and compassion. And honestly, it hit me right in the feels. It's yeah. it's just oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so, who's he going to play cheese viking with? You know? It's a good question. John, John will be into it. I I don't know. Dick's kid will grow up and 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 Damien will want to play. We also get the idea of Uncle Damien now and being like, "Well, we can't have Damien babysit cuz <laughs> no sword practice." Right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing I want to see now that you just mentioned John. I need to see Grayson and John interacting because again, sure I feel like Grayson is the uncle of a whole generation yeah. of young heroes. Joe, he's Joe, the keystone. Do you know how I can see that happen? I can see it happen in Super Sons, uh, mm-hmm. much like Damien sort of guest starring for an arc in this. I can see Dick yeah. guest starring for an arc in Super Sons, and that'll be yeah. how he meets John for the first time. And- yeah, you can see Damien going, "Hey, Dick, do you want to help me out with something?" But he's not going to go to Bruce for it, is he? Yeah. Right. No, because his whole yeah. Damon Damon's whole thing is he wants to prove that he is capable on his own, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Himself. But he's like, oh, I really need something. So you go get Dick, your Dick cool older brother. Exactly. Right? You need to borrow the car. You don't ask mom and dad. You'd be like, hey, can you ask mom and dad to borrow the car for me? It's just like, hey, yeah. older brother, go buy me some beer. Yeah, or that yeah, too. Is. And what? <laughs> hey, what? What if Dick actually is the one who explains to John what what Nightwing comes from? Like, he's like. Yeah. Yeah, do you know where I get my name from? Yeah, well, uh, here's some history about Krypton for you. Yeah. I, I, be, that would be cool if you had John kind of take over the Nightwing role in like an alternate like Yeah, future. like a circle round. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd, I actually really want this, this kid to happen and not to just to be a cruel swerve. As much as you want it with, with Babs. I love the idea of him yeah. being a dad and, and the, the, the story time, potential for all that. He can have a dad and still, you know, not be exclusive, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, are you saying maybe he, he gets the kid and then Sean dies anyway? No, not Sean dies, but like, 
sure, this whole romance is kind of a whirlwind thing and stuff happens and mm. they could still raise the kid together, but they don't have to be together. Like, yeah, it's okay. 2017, you don't, you know, yeah. she's knocked up. You don't got to put a ring on it automatically. They probably would have done anyway at this point. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying I might be a little too progressive and being that I come personally from a situation like that and it mm. didn't end up well, like you kind of want to say represented a little bit. So, and Dick's the, the perfect, again, he's the keystone to the DC universe as we learned in Infinite Crisis. And... Now, I've hit on what the first reason why this is great is Damien yep. and Damien like pleading for Dick because he doesn't want to lose Dick and also uh, the, the, the time away me seeing alternate versions of himself and whatnot. But then the other thing that makes this issue great is they realise what these things... Because that's not only do we have this Deathwing, we have another Robin shows up, who's kind of like akin to uh, Deathwing. Even though he's fighting Deathwing, he seems to be more on their side. But they realise what these are. The Deltrons. Yeah. And this all ties into... This is why we have Dick and Damien together, because as Dick even oh. says towards the end, this is... I realise who this is. This is the sickest villain that me and Damien ever fought together. And then the last yep. page, Professor Peg, get in. Yep, love cool. it, love and it. And it, it all like we knew Pig was coming because the solicits, but yeah. it didn't dawn on me. You, you didn't see it happening in this in this way, did you? Yeah. No, and and as soon as I said Dollatron, I went Dollmaker. Wait, no, I know Dollatron. Dollatron's not Dollmaker. I did the same and thing. <laughs> turned the page, and it's like, oh yeah, Professor Pig. Yeah. I love Professor Pig. Professor Pig's, uh, I think he was the first villain in the, the Batman and Robin he was. series. With, the Dick uh, and Damien. Dick and Damien, yeah. And mm. I just remember thinking, oh, this is such a cool new villain. Like, it just, it, it was yeah. just a cool idea. And he's, like, so yeah. psychotic. It was great. And then rarely utilised since. Rarely utilised since, but I am really excited yeah. they're doing this again. I'm glad that they've got Damien back with Dick. And I, I'm glad that they're treating him like, yeah, he was Batman at the time, but he's more of a Dick villain. Yeah, yeah. He's someone he that Dick will fight rather than but yeah. Bruce, and I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah. and I'm excited for Professor Pig. I think he's great. He's got Sean, and he's getting ready to rip out her insides and make a. a it was it was a relief to see Sean there, and that she's not fridged. She's still alive. Yeah, <laughs> she's still alive yeah. for now. There's still something to save at this point. But yeah, it's it's, and I think that's a clear distinction because even if she doesn't make it, it's more than her him just finding the body, you know, yeah. and. She only served that purpose to create a false emotional. Here, the emotion's real because now we've gone on it, and Damien's involved, and there's more to it than just. Here's a here's a question though. So Professor Pig made these Dolatrons, right? Mm-hmm. Why why do they know so much about him? Why why does this Deathwing have all this information to this yep. extent? Where does Pig know who he is? But and why is Pig giving Dick hallucinations of alternate versions of himself? Is Dolan is Dolatron is Professor Pig now in his method of making these things? Is he doing something else with them that does actually somehow tie into rebirth shenanigans? See, for, yeah. for some of it, I'd say how much could he have just learned from torturing Sean? But obviously, ah, the, sure. the alternate versions doesn't line up with that. Yeah. No, and and why is why is Dick seeing the alternate versions? It's yeah. not like Damien saw them. Yeah, it's and, only Dick. And why? And why is uh, the fake Robin, the Dollatron Robin, still having the same? Oh, you're what would be Batman Deathwing, same attitude yeah. as 
Damien is. It's actually matching his personality text to a which, which I thought was weird because it was clearly uh, Dick Grayson's Robin outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sure. pixie shorts. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which sure. obviously, would, which would be how, how Sean would have known the outfit. True. Originally. True. Yeah. True. Uh, True. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is taking information from Sean like, in a weird kind of like, I don't know, mind read, not mind reading, but like he... Like downloading the memories even, or something into the yeah. And think about that till now. That now that's even that's Dick fighting with himself over who he is. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Robin well, saying th- that was why you're I, trying to be Batman. You're not Batman. Yeah, that that's, this was why I, w- I went back to the red and blue thing. Is because yeah. even as he's fighting him and he's saying all these things, Dick even says this is like the darker side of my personality unhinged. You know, it's like the it's the ultimate red kryptonite version of me. And I'm like yeah. going back to the red and blue. That's kind of what it's like splitting them up. And it's like the yeah. so. It, it was even if it doesn't actually have a concrete connection to rebirth stuff, it's still thematically neatly, very neatly very, tying very in. Very aptly timed, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So very, very good stuff in that front, uh, and intriguing. Like why well, the visions? Obviously, is the most intriguing part. Like why? Why? What caused the visions? Why are the Dollatrons causing the visions? Uh, is this because, like, let's just say for argument's sake, is this because whatever happens that merges the Supermans? As it happens, it causes this, like maybe around the DCU, and they all have these weird things where things merge and they see things. Yeah, maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it has nothing to do with the Dollatrons in, in general. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, mm. I mean, you could argue it's just because it gets hard in the head. <laughs> you could be. argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it's interesting. Uh, so, mystery, great villain revealed at the end who I love to come back. Uh, great character stuff with Damien and Dick. Uh, all of it. This was this was great. Mm. Loved it. Favorite issue of the arc. Probably one of my favorite issues of Nightwing in this run so far. Yeah. So, cool. Right, that will take us on to Batwoman issue one. Uh, Margaret Bennett writing along with James Terry the fourth, who's co-writing this first arc, and Steve Epting on art. Uh, much better than the Rebirth issue. Uh, be in agreement with that. Sure. No, no, I. I like the rebirth yeah, show a lot. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I, mean, I was mixed so, on it because it felt like just a, a checklist of here's our history rather than a story. This I, I liked how it how it starts picks up on the threads of Monster Men with the Monster Venom in oh, yeah. her and yeah. Um, what's Alfred's daughter's name? Julia. Julia. She's Julia. Yeah. But I like the character a lot. I just wish I wouldn't have to read through Eternal to get her full thing. Ah, uh, you don't need to. She's. No, she's okay. she's she's worked in like service and she's helping Batwoman now. That's she's she's kind of proto sassy Alfred from what I've read of her in Batman. Oh yeah, pretty, pretty much. She's and, she's Penny too. Yeah, but you know they've they've been out on the six month journey, searching for the monster venom and cleaning up that mess. So I like that it ties into that, uh, and mm-hmm. gives her that purpose. No, I uh, I like this issue a lot. I thought. Her chasing down like the dealer who's 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 selling the monster venom. She can mm-hmm. and we see her new villain uh, knife. I believe is her name. Uh, I don't. I didn't get that from the issue. I got that just from external okay. interviews and stuff. Right. Uh, we see her uh, and she's really cool. There's a really cool panel actually in that page where she like, yeah. she kills the. She's about to get the information out of the the guy. Uh, she just took down the monster, and knife like stabs him in the back with like a throwing knife. And she leaves. And there's a straight like panel where she, after she's left, there's just this beam of light in this hole in the ceiling because they're in this market. Uh, mm. Because this this guy is going to this guy is essentially trying to like start like a almost a a terrorist attack level event where he injects the well, monster venom in the middle of yeah, this group of people. 
Yeah, it's not even almost. It's how can we hurt as many countries of people yeah. as we can yeah. to create an international incident. So you go to this like massive bazaar in Turkey in Istanbul, I think is where it was. And yeah, they they it gets stopped, but not in the way that Kate really wanted it to because now she has no more leads. Oh yeah, yeah, because she, yeah. she's not happy that someone just killed them. Uh, but she's with Julia, and we see that they've been travelling around trying to deal with this stuff. But she, they, they trace things back to Coriana, which we get a flashback of her washing up on Coriana, this island, uh, in what they call the lost year in the flashback. And it's, it's beautifully stylized. Oh yeah, mostly yeah. black and white, and just just the red sticking out. Epting, yeah, I mean yeah. Epting's killing it. Yeah. yeah, and we meet these characters, Raphael, who is a. Uh, what was her name? I wrote down. Uh, Safiaya. Uh, Safia. Safia. I'll go with Safia. Safia. Uh, who is this person in charge there who helped her? And Raphael's sort of like uh, her henchman, if you will. Uh, but we see Knife there as well. Knife before she has mm-hmm. like, the makeup on. Uh, mm. She looks sort of like. Like, but, like Kate gets up and like is wandering around after she's been hurt because she's got a concussion and she's like got bandaged up. Oops. And uh, Matt's wrecking the place. And <laughs> she, she tries to like wander into like some sort of meeting. That Safia's having and knife yeah. like you know does that classic bodyguard thing where she just like steps out in front of the door and yeah. shuts it yeah uh, so we set that up and basically Kate gets back to the island and she's there and Raphael's there and he's also got a knife in his back and he's like why did you come back and that's the end of the but I, I'm super intrigued I, I thought it looked gorgeous for a start Epting was killing it, it. The whole thing yeah. was gorgeous. there's not a more perfect bat character to do a spy thing with than Kate mm. and I feel this feels very spy movie-esque just even with the knife in the back yeah it, it was the thing that sell, sold it to me was the the shot of her on the front of the boat as it approaches the island yeah just the cape billowing from behind her just ah mm-hmm. oh, that's just so gorgeous just looking out on on your target no it, it looks great it feels in character and i can sometimes not like spy stories because they jump around too much i didn't feel like this yeah. did that. that this felt like it set things at a good pace it introduced me to what was going on I never felt like it was just trotting around for the sake of it. Uh, and well, it's, it's cool that it's Tinian, right? Tinian still does just to spin it. Yeah. It was cool right both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, cool so it's great that they can pick up on the threads from Detective yeah. and move forward with it. And it feels natural, since if you're reading both, that this is where she's going and it can play with the, the colony stuff at the same time. and. Mm. T- tell you what I, I really hate. Is? Uh, her, her computer screen. I mean, it's a big, massive, you know, the, the bat of her logo. And yeah. I get it, you got a bat, but how do you work on that thing? Yeah, it's stupid. Like, it's, it's not like, don't, don't, functional. Don't mess about with this. Just, look, you, you've got nice imagery. Put a poster up. There's don't a, mess about with your computer screen. There's a reason why com- screens and TVs and stuff are rectangles and squares. It's the most efficient and... Exactly. Neat way of just, displaying just the information. Mess. So then, I definitely don't have a, a monitor cut into the Superman logo at all. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I I really like this issue actually. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, I, I wasn't into the rebirth issue all that much. I knew it, I, I had no reason to worry because a lot of the rebirth issues like that it was. It reminded me of Wonder Woman. Uh, where I wasn't into that rebirth issue that much. It just felt like a, a jumble of things of information. I just like having good stuff to read, so I guess I'm. We all win I'm, in this case. I'm, well, yeah, I'm. I'm just as light on it. The rebirth issues are fine as long as it's better than. Say, it was enjoyable. Justice League of America. Yeah. You know, I'll be fine. 
So, because I really like those Rebirth issues, and then so far, the main series hasn't lived up to it. So, worst case scenario, you know, it was a really good Rebirth, but here it just seems to be consistent. And just, as long as it's consistent. That's just like at the start of a story, I liked the pacing better. I feel like it was actually giving me... A, a, like, I was getting an insight into her character because she was actually playing off of someone and I was getting actual like beats out of it. It just I don't know. I was just into it a lot more. Uh, that's fine. That, that's not surprising, though. I feel like a lot of the Rebirth issues have been like that, where the, mm. they haven't necessarily been as jumbled as the Rebirth was in this one, but even something like... Uh, I don't know. Like, even the Batman one was like a standalone story and then the series yeah. started proper with issue yeah. one. Uh, most of them have been that way. Uh, obviously, there's one or two obsessions, exceptions, but... Yeah. No, nah. uh, so that's cool. That's uh, that's Batwoman issue one. Uh, that'll take us on to Super Sons issue two. Peter J. Tomasi writing this also. Jorge Jimenez on art. I got to go. So right um, now, right now, as we're going if, to Super Sons, if if we can get through this in five minutes, then we we can have a break. Uh, well, no, because uh, you need to do your best of things before you go. So. You kind of you're 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 back to the yeah. corner, Matt. Well, I have to leave, so uh, I'll just say real quick. Really enjoyed Super Sons. Uh, it's, it's I'll give you my top right now. It's it's Nightwing, Superman, uh, Super Sons, Green Arrow, and then Batwoman. Although I could swap Batwoman and Green Arrow, just having talked about it. Yeah, cool. Panel of the week comes from Super Sons. Uh, it's the last page, which is just fantastic. Yeah, which we never. Uh, well, I was I was going to say we've not mentioned yeah. that, but I was like, no, but of course we haven't. We've not talked about it yet. Right. So <laughs> it's because you're doing your top we'll five, and I feel like we should have talked we'll about fine. everything already. All right, on you go. Uh, I got gotcha. um, Art is from Superman, and cover is Green Arrow. So with him on the horse with the bow, it's that cool. was cool. Yeah. yeah. But so that's me. Loved Super Sons. Just wanted to say that before you go. Still fantastic, and Damien still such a shit. So sums up nicely. I don't think we even need to talk about it anymore. Well, no, you you, you can. I still yeah. will, but that's fine. I still will, but I I'm off uh, to see a tale as old as time, and watch my wife freak out if it's not good. So this should be fun for me. Uh, <laughs> so I'll see you poosers next week. And uh, this is, I guess, where I get off. So, see ya. Oh, yeah. So, we, we are on Super Suns, uh, uh, just as Matt was leaving there. So, uh, yeah, uh, this was really good. Uh, he basically summed it up, but we will we will go a little bit more in depth. <laughs> uh, so, it's still, still a lot of fun. They're them playing off each other, Damien and John, is really good. So, the gist of this one is that, so they're at Lithocorp, uh, Damien basically lets John distract Lex while he goes in and gets the information he wants, and tricks Lex by making him think there's like 11 bombs planted around yeah. the place, and it's really funny because Lex sees the one bomb, he grabs it and like disarms it, thinking, oh yeah, I've, I've st- stopped you, you little brat, he's like, yeah, but you've only got like five minutes to find the other 11 of them. And it was he, five seconds. Yeah, was it five seconds, yeah, that makes, uh, this Damien, that makes more sense. Uh... But then they be obviously John's pissed that they almost get into so much trouble, uh, and Damien, of course, like yeah, almost means none. So shut <laughs> up, John. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, so they were investigating some break-ins at LexCorp, and it turns out it's this, it's the same kid that we've been seeing in the sort of the prologue scenes that we got another one in this issue. And in fact, the one in this issue was really dark. 
because the, yeah. the kid kills his entire family with the exception of his sister who gets away but not only does he like hunt them down in like a sort of really manic game of hide and seek there's actually a panel at the end where you see them all lying there with pools of blood and I'm like man this is dark this kid's like yeah. proper evil and we find out who he is to some extent he uh, the family was affected by the Amazel virus uh, in Justice League which was in during the New 52 and this kid still has his powers and he's yeah. he's went insane uh, and as uh, Damien points out to to John, he says, "Yeah, most of the powers were reversed, but there's still like five percent of the ones that never got cured and still have their their powers." Yeah. Uh, and basically, they, they they see him in the security cameras and like, they I like how they both one up each other here, mm. where John's like, "Ah, oh, no, I'll take you, I'll take you out of the John says. Damien says to John, oh, it'll take me weeks to cycle through all this stuff. And John does it in like two seconds. He's like, oh, I've got really good vision, you know. And yeah. he, he finds all the footage of him. And then he's like, well, it's going to take you ages to find out where this kid is. And then Damien's like, and up, that's what I'm found. I have uh, back computer uh, facial recognition. recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they keep one up in each other. And it's again, it's really that's really fun back and forth between them. Yeah. Uh, and again, the art's really good with the facial expressions to see like who's annoyed and whatnot between them. Yeah. Uh, so they they go and find the location where this where this murder happened, and like Damien does some detecting. John's freaking out, but there's dead bodies here. We have to just report this into the dads right now. Yeah. Uh, and Damien deduces there's someone missing, and John finds the girl out in the the woods uh, near mm. the place. And this is how we end. We end with uh, Batman and Superman show up, but they swap them. So Batman shows up behind John. And Superman shows up behind Damien, and they both and they're like, all just shadowed, and yeah. you just got like the eyes and the logos. Yeah, there's then silhouette. Does Superman even have his heat vision eyes kind of like fired up? Yeah, he does. As yeah. if he's going to burn Damien alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, again, just even them dealing with Lex and Damien being a little shit to him, and he, he, even to an extent John, who isn't that shit to him, but he tries to like wrangle his way out of it. Oh, we're fans, uh, Le- uh, Mister Luther. You're like the Superman yeah. of Metropolis. We. We like you, and he's. Just... I love that stuff. Yeah, it was really fun. I lo- I also I love Damien's bike. They just it, it, it's just stashed there. He's like, right, come on, on the bike. Yeah, and, and, uh, and then off they go. And that's another testament to the art. John looks so uncomfortable being on the back of that bike when he when he's riding it. He does, and there's only a couple of panels of them on it together. But he's just he's got his arms out, he's like yeah. holding on for dear life. Yeah, it's it's really quite cool. Uh, but now them playing off each other's just got. Do you know what I really appreciate actually? And it's a, it's a real testament to Tomasi, is that he makes them feel like kids, and we have the fun of them being kind of young and being kind of immature. But at the same time, it's never annoying, and the book is also really dark, as we mentioned with the murders. Yeah. Uh, so it, it hits all these notes. It's like he's walking a tightrope. It's a really fine line, but he's it's doing it. It's kind of like the best kids' TV shows and content where. Yeah, it works for kids, but it's all, but the the best ones have this edge to them. They have something there that mm. you know makes it accessible for everyone. Yeah, and this kind of falls into that category. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's solid as hell. I, I really like Super Sons. It's it's quickly shot up to like one of the the yeah. top ten rebirth books. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's getting up there. As yeah. long as it maintains this quality, I have no no doubt of that. To be fair, so is Batman though after after its first proper issue. Uh, mm. We're having a good time of it. Good, good books. So yeah, it's really good. No, uh, Super Sons was great. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so um, that takes on to Odyssey of the Amazons issue three. Uh, Kevin Graveau and Ryan Benjamin. Uh, 
respectively on writing and art. Uh, I didn't read. I don't read this, so you read this. So. Yeah, I'll keep it. This was kind of an odd issue, uh, as we mentioned last time. The Valkyrie showed up at the end, and they were having this standoff with the Amazons. They actually try and fight them. Like they actually like they 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 don't resolve anything. They just go, nah, we're gonna we're gonna kill you, and they're like, we'll give you three hours. You can run, and then we're gonna hunt you. And they try like the Amazons are like, no, we don't run. We're gonna stand and fight. So they kill one of them, and they're like, you sure you don't want that three hours just to make peace with your gods? So the Amazons run away, and like regroup and you know decide to form a plan, and. The, the 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 Valkyries are all upset because the Otans have stolen one of theirs as well as the Amazons, so and they think the Amazons took them. So and they think they're working with the Otans. They're not entirely sure what's going on. Bit of a mixed understandings going on of the whole situation in general. But the Amazons basically go right. We're going to do some siege warfare and you know like guerrilla tactics. Throw, make up some logs with some spikes and you know traps and stuff like that. And they take out a couple of Valkyries. And then it ends with seemingly all of the Amazons dead. Like they're all just lying there, seemingly dead. So one of them, at least the, the leader, Hestia, they say that, that she was dead, that she's dead. Oh. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it'll shift to different characters for the next three issues. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was it was enjoyable though. Like it, it's it's still kind of pacing wise, it's similar to the the second one. It's got a lot going for it. Art looks great. It's, you know, it's hard to complain. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have nothing to offer on this one. Uh, it's just, it was ended. Obviously, this is the the middle now. Is where we are. We're at the, we're at the halfway point, and it's such a different place from where you could possibly have expected it to be by the middle of the story so it's it's kind of i'm kind of thrown off by it it's like i, I don't know what to expect as to what's coming hmm. but that's kind of exciting that oh it could really do something interesting with, with the rest of the series yeah part of me feels like it may just swerve though it, it probably will it's more likely yeah. it'll probably just swerve a fake out some sort yeah and we'll find out uh they're not actually dead or being what what they're about maybe they'll go to some weird like valhalla or something and it's like yeah yeah i just don't yeah. know where it's going but I'm, I'm intrigued i want to see see how it goes i hope it's not just a simple fake out because that would probably be the the least interesting but it's also the most likely yeah yeah, yeah that's fair all right uh i guess that wraps up the books then this week yeah it does yeah uh so we, we got matt's or best of the best picks of the week and all that stuff um so start with panel start with panel okay. uh, i mentioned main earlier it's pretty simple it's the, it's the batwoman panel where she's the beam of lights coming out where the hole where knife just left at the yeah. start of the end of the first scene in that book uh part, part of it's just because she's got her flowing cape but this beam of light looks great but it's also the way she's looking up at it as if like what just happened like what just happened who is that but it's it's almost like because there's a beam of light coming through this really dark grey, like sort of ceiling. This this like one beam of light is like a there's a crack. There's something I wasn't expecting that's there. Uh, it's very very subtle sort of storytelling, but it's like looking for the the flaw, as yeah. it were. Uh, and I like that. I just the whole book was pretty gorgeous, though. To be fair, uh, yours. Uh, mine's from Super Sons. It's the the credits title page, 
so you got them on the on the side of the building, and then you've got Lex in silhouette behind them with the lightning, and ah, oh, it's just gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, no, no, that was really good. That was another, that was another uh, really good book throughout in terms of the in terms of the panels and the art. Mm. Uh, best cover, uh, also Batwoman. Uh, honestly, Batwoman's probably going to win every week three cover pick for the next while because the solicits have all looked gorgeous as well. So <laughs> they have, they have, and I considered Batwoman. It's certainly up there. It's I think though ultimately that's my number two choice. I'm gonna go with Green Arrow. Oh okay. Uh, not only is Batwoman great though. The variant's also amazing, which is just not mm, fair. Like, what, yeah. what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Stop it. It's not, it's not fair to the other books. It's not, is it? Uh, but no, uh, so that's cover. Uh, best art overall. Surprise, surprise. I just picked the cover and the panel from it. Batwoman wins. Uh, play, something about black and red just goes really well together. Yeah. It really the black, does. red, and the white, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it really plays with that. It plays with shadows. It plays with. I, I, Epting's obviously a great artist. Uh, Knife looks really intimidating as a villain. I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. She's sort of scowling the entire time. Uh, yeah. And you've got the you've got, you've got the sort of the more friendly bantering expressions between Kate and Julia, which also play up, and it's very different from the other characters. Uh, and also, as much as yeah, Kate's got short hair when she's not got her like her wig on with the suit. Like the flashbacks as well when she's got the long hair. Epting drawing long flowing hair, especially when it's red, just it's just fantastic, great. isn't it? And the capes look great. Ah, oh, yeah. everything about it is. Yeah, I'm going with Batwoman too. Aye, be, uh, I'm not going to go into all why because you just you know good solid D- minute there. Just ditto. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, ditto. Yeah. All right. Uh, as for top five, this is where things get really tricky because it's a really really strong week. Uh, okay, I am going to go number one, Nightwing. And I'm going to go number two, Batwoman. Number three, Super Sons. Number four, Superman. And number five, Batman. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, my, that's my... Four Bat books. Well, three and a half, technically. Hmm. <laughs> If you've got to count that way. Uh, not intentional, but it's just the way things shaped up. Those were the ones that really impressed me this week. Uh, what did Matt pick for his number one? Was it Nightwing? I think it was Super Sons. I don't think it was. I thought it was Nightwing. I think it was Super Sons, then Nightwing, and then Superman. And then he had he had uh, Green Arrow and Batwoman in the last two slots. We'll have to go back and check, because I'm saying Nightwing. And for some reason I thought he did, so... We might have to check if that's a unanimous. It may be unanimous. I'll have to go back and check. He said it really quickly. I'll, he did. I'll check. God damn it, Matt. You've made this all confusing. We don't know if this was the first unanimous pick of the year or not. Uh, well, hang on. Did you check for the, the, the Deathstroke issue? I did. Like, Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think it was you who didn't pick it, actually. One of you two didn't pick it. Hmm. I'm going to go back and find the video and check it. Because I, I think you might have written it down wrong. I checked it. You checked the actual video? Or did you just check your records? I, I would have checked the video when I checked when I wrote them down. But but I think see this is where I think you're wrong. Oh I think God. Matt said it and then he changed it. So I'm gonna go check my my, my own research. But either way, I'm going Nightwing. <laughs> Second is Superman. Third is Batwoman. Then Super Sons. Then Green Lanterns. Had fun with that one. 
cool. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It just it was more of a, you know, like that Green Arrow and uh, what else did I read? And Trinity. They were all just kind of dependable issues for me, whereas the five I said were the, mm. especially that top four. It was a really strong top four this week for me. Yeah, really strong enough. top four. Uh, that was a good week. I I, I always disagreed with you when you said week three was the best week, but now that they've added in Super Super Sons and Batwoman, it's like, well, now there's a fight. Now, now it's a proper fight. <laughs> Yeah, no, they've just secured its position for me. Yeah, so no, uh, that's that's the stuff of the week. Uh, so I'll tell you what's uh, what's coming next week, and I will we will confirm next week whether or not Nightwing was the first unanimous pick uh, for yeah, everyone. We need to know for definitively for sure. However, we're arguing about this. The people watching or listening probably remember what he said and know if it was or wasn't. Maybe, but and this we whole, need to know. This we whole need conversation, to, we need to have a showdown. This whole conversation is probably tedious because they know already. Like, this is stupid he said this. I don't remember. Probably. Uh, anyway, coming next week, we have Action Comics 976, which is the final part of Superman Reborn. Obviously, that's the most exciting thing in that sense because it's a big, big, big thing. Uh, but we also have Batgirl number 9, Batman Beyond number 6, Blue Beetle issue 7, Deathstroke 15, Detective Comics 953, The Flash 19, Teen Titans issue 6, Wonder Woman 19. Connor will also be covering Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps number 17. And we won't be covering them, but we do also have the Hellblazer issue 8 and Suicide Squad 14 coming out next week too. Yeah. I also found out it's, I believe, the next issue of Harley Quinn. So not the next week, but the week after. That has the, the Dini backup. All right, okay. Just I, fa- I finally finally bothered to check when that was actually starting. Yeah, okay. Cool. So that's what's coming next week. Uh, and that's us. Uh there was some uh, DC movie news if you want to briefly touch upon it this week. Do we have to? <laughs> Do we have to talk about this shit? Ruin a good week with this? I don't have it in front of me. I, I these movie bits, I just I just do off the cuff. Because it's a load of bollocks, isn't it? Okay, it's not a proper bit. I just... Everything's a shambles. Job done. So Batman's going back for a, a complete rewrite from scratch. Apparently, so it's not coming out when it was supposed to. Even though they never yeah. announced the date for it, but, but they said 2018 originally. Yeah. I think. But now, now they're not even going to start shooting until 2018. So they're wanting to shoot another movie if they can this year, but only if they've got something ready. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, because none of the others have had troubled productions already, have they? Yeah, I mean, Flash is getting a page one rewrite, so there's no top of that happening this year. Um, and on top of that, just just to make matters even more wacky. Uh, Actually, I don't even think we spoke about Matthew Vaughn possibly directing the Batman. Wasn't it Superman? Man of Steel 2 that he was doing. Who's doing Batman then? Oh, it's Matt That's Reeves. the apes guy. Aye, Matt Reeves. You're right. right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and Matthew Vaughn's rumoured for Superman 2, or Man of Steel 2, which is a shame. Which, it's just annoying because, yes, he would do a fantastic Superman film, but they're not going to let him. Yeah, I like both of those directors. I really like Matthew Vaughn. So... Yeah. I feel like I would love him to do a Superman movie, but not not, not the Superman connected to all this bollocks. Anyway, uh, the other thing is, apparently the rumoured director for the Green Lantern Corps is David Goyer. David mm. Goyer, whose directing credits include Blade Trinity and I believe a horror movie called The Unborn, if I remember correctly. It was terrible. If it was or wasn't him. Thrills me with such confidence. Blade Trinity was also terrible. Admittedly, he, he faced a lot of opposition in Blade Trinity, but the story was still terrible. And that's kind of the problem. His writing's not 
that great to begin with. I mean, it can turn into good stuff with the right handling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his core writing is clearly not that great. No, I mean, if you give, like, if he has some ideas and then Christopher Nolan takes them and does something with it, you end up with gold because Christopher Nolan was doing it. If you give it to Snyder, who goes, yeah, sure, let's just run with this, you get shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All, all of it's... All, all of it... Oh, I don't know. Uh, I just I thought we'd mention it. and um, I, I just kind of grumble now when I see DC movie news. I hate how there's like three things a week, every week, and they're always shit. Well, it's not that they're shit in of themselves. The, the director picks for Batman and Superman. What they're shit for us because it's like, ugh, why? Why? Announce someone I don't care about. Announce someone's shit because then at least it'll fail and we can get over with it. To be fair, the only news that would actually be good for us at this point with a DC movie, until they, they surprise us with some good films, would literally be, uh, we're abandoning all of this, we're letting it all go, and we'll start from scratch in a few years. Yeah. So I hate, I'm kind of liking the Wonder Woman trailers. Bar the theme song, which the newest trailer was the best of the three because it felt like a Wonder Woman origin trailer. Yeah, I've liked all of the trailers though, and and the posters are gorgeous. Yeah, I wouldn't say I liked all the trailers. They had some moments. This was the first trailer that, though that I felt like it told the story of the movie. Like I, I got a sense of what the st- even though I knew what it was because I Wonder Woman origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was the first one. It felt like it was giving me a tease of the story. And That's fair. That that, that was fine. Uh, I'm definitely not getting my hopes up for it. And then it, it leaves me in this pickle, because if it is good, right, if it is a good movie, it's like, okay, we got a good Wonder Woman movie, but it's connected to that terrible Batman-Superman yeah. movie. And it's like, exactly. Eh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but hey, if they actually give us some good movies, maybe we'll stop uh, being so down on it. But currently... Yeah, they've got to they gotta prove themselves first. Currently, the batting average is rather dismal. It is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Batman v Superman might be the most most hated movie-going experience of my life. Uh, I was not in a good mood after that. Anyway, uh, we just had to dump a lot of negativity on the end of the show. Maybe we shouldn't do that movie news thing at the end. That, that was just depressing for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, this was a really good week, and it was like, look how great this week was, and then we just shat all over it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't talk about the movies at the end. Maybe that's a bad idea. Uh, let us know. Would you would you want us to shit over the movie news at the end of the show, or do you want us to just not talk about it? I would understand either way, to be honest. Arguably, it could be at the start of the show, and then we've got something to look forward to after with the comics. Yes, but I feel like if we get new people... Because every episode, someone's uh, first episode, and I feel like if we just start with shitting on the movie news, it just it presents <laughs> us as these negative assholes who are just going to shit on things. And we're not like that the rest of the show. No, no, look at how much we praised this week. Aye. So there you go. Uh, that's That wraps up. Comments from the multiverse. Uh, obviously, Matt's been missing for the last 20 minutes of the show, but that's okay. Uh, he was here as long as he could. Uh, we'll all be back next week uh, for all those books that I said were coming next week. And also, the full solicits will be out by then, so we'll have some news to talk about as well. Uh, so thanks very much for watching and or listening let us know what you thought in the comments below on YouTube obviously if you're on iTunes, SoundCloud wherever if you're getting your audio version give us a like, a 5 star rating or whatever whatever it is, wherever it is you're uh, enjoying this uh, but yeah, that's us guys, so thank you very much for watching and always remember never get lost in the Speed Force